Welcome. This is Karen Modakaitis, and you're listening to How She Really Does It, the place where inspiration and possibility meet. My friend, how are you feeling today? Check in with yourself. I am so excited to be here with you. I'm excited to talk about this topic we're going to talk about, and I'm excited for my weekend. <laughs> it's been a long time that I've been excited for my weekend. I am going to Cheryl Crow's concert at the Big Green Barn tonight, and I'm so, so excited. And one is it's virtual because <laughs> we are in the middle of COVID, so I'm not actually going to her barn, though I wish I was on her inner circle and I could be there. But let's face it, it's Nashville, and it's September, and it's probably going to be hot and humid, but that would be really cool. But this is going to be fine. So I'm so excited because I am depleted maybe you are too. This has been a long ride of COVID and I'm depleted. And there's been a lot of working this year and a lot of weekends of working and I'm going to have some fun. And I made a decision a while ago of giving myself permission to have some fun. And so when your brain gets clear and gets those orders, it's funny, though it's not really funny, that the answers can show up. And that's what's happened because I came across her show. And she has a show tonight that I'm going to be watching. And then tomorrow at one, one's digital, one's acoustic. And I signed up (laughs) and I'm excited. Pre-COVID, I would have been, why would I pay to watch something at home? And now during COVID, I'm more than happy to pay. And I'm very excited to actually stay at home and do this. And maybe my daughter will watch it with me, or maybe I'll be doing it by myself, or maybe my friend who is out someplace else will chat too. I don't really know how that would work. But anyways, I'm going to be doing this and I'm really excited. And I am looking forward to having this experience from the beauty of my home. I don't have to do hair and makeup. Like sometimes when I buy concert tickets, you know, six months or a year before, and then that time comes that I'm having to go someplace, especially if I need to go to the Bay Area. And I'm like, oh, the traffic and having to figure out the brain juice of the traffic and the travel and then the parking and all that hard stuff. I don't have to deal with any of that. There's no hair, there's no makeup, no travel, no parking hassle. And I get to enjoy her music. I get to listen to her stories. I get to fill up my energy with the emotions that come from the music. Would I love to be on our inner circle and actually be hanging out at the green barn in Nashville? Absolutely. But that's not my reality. And again, it'd be hot and humid. So there's the idea and then there's the reality. So I get to be cool and comfortable at my home and get to enjoy the next two days of some great music and being able to connect in a virtual way. So that's what I'm doing for fun. What are you doing for fun? And I'm really thinking about this because I have this tendency to work, 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 be productive, work hard. And what am I doing for fun? And I've been working on this. And that's also why I've brought back doing interviews because that was something that was fun to do. I love talking with people. And I also love doing these deep dives for you. So even during this time of COVID, where there's so many restrictions on what we can do, we can still find things that are fun. And it doesn't mean that you have to look very hard. It was something I came across and I was like, wait, what? What is Big Green Barn? What is this? And I looked at it. And then the next day I was like, I'm making a decision and I'm buying it. And I here I am. 
I'm going. So I'm really looking forward to this weekend. And I hope you are too, my friend. So last week, I did a show about relationships rising up to meet you. And we'll have a link to that podcast in the show notes. And many of you really like this concept of having relationships that rise up to meet you. And some of you had some obstacles with this concept. Some of you think it means having a script or rules for others to follow. It's an ultimatum. You must do this. Otherwise you're out of my circle. And that is not what you want to do. (laughs) And so I'm going to talk about that. But before that, I want to explain, especially if you're new here, what I mean by this word script, because, and we'll put another link in the show notes if you want to learn about this more in depth, but this is a really important coaching concept that I use with my clients. So we have scripts for other people in our lives and we have them written out in our brains about what other people should say, do, and act. And especially around us or with us. And we have these scripts of this is how they're supposed to be. This is what they're supposed to say. And we can feel really justified in it. And I've been a lifelong script writer and I've had to learn how to let go of this. So for example, (laughs) I could have a script with my husband about the garden hoses, both in the front yard and the backyard, that if he loved me, he would put away the garden hose. So I don't have to see the eyesore all over the place. So I don't have to trip over it too. So I don't have to think about, you know, other people tripping over it. Like he could put it away. That would be a script. That's not a script that I currently have. It's an obstacle, but I've had lots of scripts for him. If he would just do this, if he would say this, if he would do this, then I would know he loved me, right? The problem with these scripts is that they're invisible. (laughs) What I mean by invisible, they're not written down. They're not discussed about. They're just this stuff and floating in our brain. And we judge the other person on their inability to follow our scripts, And we judge them and then we make it mean that there's something wrong with us. (laughs) So when I'm talking about cultivating relationships that rise up with you, I'm not talking about having scripts that they must follow or having rules that they must follow. You don't get into a relationship and then say, okay, these are the rules that you must follow in order to be with me. Instead, it's about looking for the ingredients of the relationships you want to have, and then looking for the people who already inhabit those ingredients. It's not about getting the product and then changing it. For instance, when I go to the grocery store, there are certain ingredients that are on my no buy zone. So a couple of them would be high fructose corn syrup or any kind of soybean or vegetable oil or canola oil. And if I'm trying to decide on a product or a food item, between a couple of them, what I'll do is I'll look at the ingredients list and go, oh, and it's like, oh, high fructose corn syrup. Okay, that one. I'd rather take this one that either has no sugar or has real sugar in it. Or same thing with, does it have vegetable oil or soybean oil? Is there something else that has a different ingredient in there? It's not always easy to find, but paying attention to those ingredient lists to help you make a choice. The reality is, is that for me now in midlife, this is a deciding factor of like, what's the quality of the food? What are the ingredients? What is it made from over the price of the food, right? That wasn't always the case when I was younger and had less money, but now the cost is less of an ingredient that I use to determine things. And instead I use to determine 
You know, what's the quality of the ingredients that I want to put into my body? So I'm looking at quality, the same thing when we're looking at cultivating relationships that we want to rise up with us. So you look for the quality of the relationships you want to have now in your life versus maybe what you were willing to do before a year ago, a month ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. And these are relationships that will allow you to thrive, that will nourish you, that you are excited to be a part of, that you can also help someone else rise up on their hard and depleted days and the things that you're willing to tolerate in relationships as well. And remember, no one is perfect and we want to love all of them, their beauty and their flaws. So I want you to get out a piece of paper or start thinking about a list and I'm going to share a list that I've come up with and feel free to take them, give yourself permission to steal them, right? Nobody has their own ideas, but take them and write them down and the ones that resonate with you and the ones that you're like, hmm, I kind of like it, but it's not totally right. Write it down and then look at how you can tweak it so that it's more of your own. So what are the ingredients that are important to you in the relationship? So one is to define the different relationship. Is this a romantic relationship? Is this a friendship? Is this an inner circle person? Is this a family member, right? Be very definitive of it. Then come up with the ingredients. And if you're like, oh my God, Corinne, that's too overwhelming. Then start with the ingredient list. And then you can always pull from that and apply it to those different arenas. So here are some examples. I look for people who do what they say they're going to do. That's really important to me. If I notice a pattern of you say stuff like, oh, hey, let's get lunch sometime, but you never follow up, but you've said that a lot, you know, whether it's over the years or over the months and it's like, oh, but they're not really doing, there's a disconnect for me. So people who do what they say they're going to do is really important. People who follow through, (laughs) it's kind of the same thing, right? But do they follow through, whether it's with me or do I watch them follow through in their life? It's really important value to me. People who are willing and do have courageous conversations. Remember, there's a difference between the intellectual, like, oh, yes, we can talk all this personal development and what my best self should be doing and all of that. But do they do it? Not that you have to do it perfectly. And you know what? I don't even like to have courageous conversations. Sometimes I'm like, either I don't have the energy that day, I'm depleted, or I really just don't want to have it because of the potential outcomes, poor outcomes, the potential great outcomes. I just don't want to do it. So it's not that I go, oh, yippee, skippy, I get to have a courageous conversation, but I will do it more times than not. Do you have people in your life that are doing that if that's important to you? I am now in this place in my life where I want people who are being brave in their life, right? And being brave, and it's not the Braveheart Mel Gibson movie, Brave, it's but are they being brave? Are they showing up? Are they allowing themselves to be seen? Are they creating what they want? Are they going after it? Or are they sitting there waiting for life to happen for them? And I've done both, right? But I want people who are being brave in their life because I'm being brave and I want others out there. We're going to fall down. We're going to get our knees, you know, cut up and scraped up and we're going to rise back up. Or sometimes they'll fall down and I'll help them up and I'll fall down and they'll help me up. But those are the people I want to surround myself with. And this goes into people who are cultivating their life instead of expecting others to do it for them. 
And I've often said on the show and with my clients, I'm like, oh yeah, there was me wanting that white knight to rescue me, right? There's that part of me that's like, I just want somebody else to do it. Or I have a client who's always like, I just want somebody to roll up the red carpet and put a crown on my head. And I say, and I get that. I know how we want somebody else to do it for us because maybe again, we're depleted, you know, we're exhausted, we're beaten down. And so we want somebody else to do it. Or maybe we don't believe in ourselves in that moment. I get it. That's all part of it and part of this journey. But also we need to be the creators of our life, the deliberate creators and cultivate the life that we want instead of expecting others to do it. Or at least those are the people I want to surround myself with, right? Because that's the work I'm personally doing. I am interested in people who are fierce. (laughs) There was a time in my life that I really wanted kind, nice people who are kind who, And in some ways they kind of told me what I wanted to hear versus what was may have been the truth, but I needed that kindness. I needed that. I had this one friend, I would call her my fan friend. Like everything I did was amazing. And I just needed that at the time. I don't need that now. I know how to be compassionate with myself. And I want people who are fierce, who are going to speak and use their voice and go after things that they want to create. Those are the people I want to be around. People who are brave, people who get shit done. That's still important to me. (laughs) Here's the other one is people who are willing and deal with and face the hard things and challenges in life, right? They don't run away or hide away or use excuses to not show up in their life, but who are willing to face the hard things and the challenges in our lives. People who are willing to be uncomfortable, And remember, not only are they willing, like they may say it, but then do they do it and pay attention to that. You may have to gather information for quite a bit of time, but just pay attention. People who will receive help from me. You know, those friends you have who you're always like trying to help them or letting them know that you're there for them and they don't reach out. So you don't know you're kind of going about and you don't know that they're going through a struggle until you find out. And it's really hard to give to them right? We don't have to be all of it all the time, but we have the ability to receive help, to ask for help, to give help, and who are willing to pick up the phone when I need help. People with a generous spirit. That's something that's become really important to me. Are you being generous? Are you making generous assumptions? And that's a hard one, right? Because it's way easier for me to go into the judger and be skeptical. That's my armor. But do they have a generous spirit? about themselves? Do they make generous assumptions? It doesn't have to be hundred percent of the time. Like if we can get it to 60%, we're doing great. One of the other ingredients that's really important to me is people who are curious and willing to learn. I want to learn. And there's so many different places to learn, right? It's not just reading the highbrow stuff. It's all of it. I've said this so many times over the years is that life is a classroom. There's so many opportunities to learn. We can sit here and be a watcher of people and learn. But I want to surround myself with people who are curious and want to learn instead of being judgmental and with doors shut. People who are willing to laugh with me as I make oh so many mistakes. I want people who are going to laugh with me and go, Corinne, (laughs) that's pretty ridiculous. You are so silly, but who love me at the same time. People who hold me accountable, right? If when I, not if, when I step out of my own alignment. I don't want a bunch of yes people in my life, right? People who will show me my blind spots. Like I may think things and I may see things a certain way. 
and they'll say, hey, Corinne, have you considered this? Right? And that could be a potentially script. I'm trying to give you an example. People who are more interested in the truth than in being nice. Remember, probably 10, 15 years ago, I really wanted nice people. They may bite their tongue. I thought they were being honest with me. But what I also noticed is they would talk about other people with me and not talk to those people. But they were really nice to me and that felt good. I want truth sayers, right? So I would rather have them say truth with me than be nice to me than tell me what I want to hear. People who will show me their messy selves. Oh, I want to see the messiness right? It's okay. I can hold space for that. I can be uncomfortable. You can verbally vomit. I'm really, I have a lot of practice with that being a life and leadership coach, right? So I'm okay with that because I can know that you can be messy and verbally vomit and then go off and be your badass self. I have this good friend who she's this amazing lawyer. It's so funny because sometimes she gets so triggered and she just like loses it and just says all this stuff. And I just listen and I hold that space. And then I'll go into a meeting with her and I'll watch her be so contained and so, you know, fierce and fierce in a different way than I'm fierce, but so good at what she does. Like if I didn't know what was behind the curtain, I would never know that it was messy like that. And I want to be with people who can give me the space to be messy, who can give me the space to verbally vomit or to cry and be okay with that and know that that's part of who I am. Because I can't always show up as my put together badass self. There's all parts of me. One new ingredient that has become clear to me, especially during this time of COVID, and it's something that I really hold in high regard is people who are considerate of others. I'm less tolerant of people who are not considerate of others. So that's an important ingredient that I look for. And these are examples, right, that I have come up with and I have evolved and worked on over time. These are my examples. And they're ingredients that I look for in people. Not everybody's going to have all these ingredients. It's like your foods that you buy. There may be some ingredients that you particularly don't want to have, but you decide, okay, it's not a perfect world. And paying attention to who people are and do they have the ingredients that are really important to you? that will help you cultivate a relationship where you're rising up, where they're rising up to meet you. Instead of thinking like, oh, I want to be friends with this person, but they don't have a generous spirit (laughs) and they don't tell the truth and they are not considered other people, but I'm going to make this relationship work and I'm going to convert them (laughs) to being that. It doesn't happen that way. Create the relationships that you want from the people that already have these ingredients. It's like buy the products that you want and the foods that you want that have the ingredients instead of trying to make shift it along the way. That's what I mean by cultivate relationships with those who will rise up with you. So those were my examples that I shared with you. Now it's your turn to come up with your list. Start by writing them down. And remember, I said, go ahead and take some of mine. Go back and re-listen to this and write some of the ones down. Take those and start practicing and saying, hey, is this important to me? Pay attention, being a compassionate observer as you watch people because people do show you who they are. What do you notice? And it may take time. There's some people, it's taken time, you know, many years to cultivate relationships because connection is not done in a hot wired second, right? Connection happens over time. In, you know, for the ingredients that I have that maybe you don't like, 
or you're like, oh, I kind of like it, but it's something off, write it down and then play with the words to make it your own. And remember, this isn't a permanent list. My ingredient list has changed over my life as I have personally evolved. As my own worthiness and my own belief in myself and what I'm deserving as has evolved and what I'm willing to tolerate and no longer tolerate. So the list I shared with you, that's my rise up list. This is the quality that I'm looking for in others that I want to invite into my life or that I want to spend time and energy on and cultivate relationships with. Some of them are new relationships and some of them are long-time relationships and that I want to focus on this moving forward. Karen Marie Monning says, who and what we surround ourselves with is who and what we become. So with your ingredient list, look for those who have the ingredients you desire and then cultivate relationships with those people. And for those people who are already currently in your life, notice the ingredients they already have and let them know how much you appreciate and value this part of them. This allows them to know this is an aspect that is important to you. It's a way for you to communicate with them instead of them trying to play the guessing game. And remember, as Maya Angelou says, we teach people how to treat us. And that's an example. The ingredients list is not about having people change or putting out an ultimatum that you must do this or we are over. This is about finding people in our lives with these ingredients. Over our lifetimes, our ingredient list changes, much like food. Think about it. When we were kids, of all the foods that we would eat, when I was a teenager, pizza was on my meal plan at least a couple times a week. And it's no longer a part of my meal plan, except on occasion. And it's definitely not the delivery brand that I ate in high school. Instead, the pizza that I eat on occasion is from a local Greek restaurant that makes amazing pizza. Your ingredients for the relationships that you want that are going to rise up with you will change and it's okay. You must notice what feels good and what does not and adapt just like we do with food. Now you've got this. Cultivate the relationships that rise up with you with the ingredients that fuel you, that you can tolerate, that you enjoy that you desire, my friend. I'm smiling big for you. Hey there, before we go, I have a question for you. Have you subscribed to the show yet? This is an awesome opportunity for you to preserve your brain juice. I love the fact that I can subscribe to podcasts and television shows and they go straight to my iPhone or they go straight to my DVR and then I don't have to worry of, oh no, especially with television shows. Did I hit record? Is it going to be there? Or now do I have to watch it on demand and go through all the commercials? So go and hit the subscribe button. There's a link in the show notes and that will ensure you that you never miss a show and you can also save your brain juice for other things in your life. There's way more important things. But you and I will still be connected because the show will be waiting for you in your phone. Go to the link in the show notes, subscribe to the show so you can automatically get all the shows to your phone. On a lake, she is dreaming, she is drifting, never been so wild.